Welcome to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast, helping spiritually curious people just like you learn about Reiki, crystals, energy, cards, past lives, and more. I'm your co-host, Avery Thatcher, and me and my good friend, Kathy Zimmerman, are here to demystify the mystical so you can get reliable, practical information that you can trust. If you're ready to embrace all things metaphysical so you can feel better, clear your own energy, and improve your life, you belong here. Let's get started. So we're all getting really used to Zoom and being on Zoom and talking to everybody on Zoom, doing trainings on Zoom, but there are some things that still really need to be done in person. And one of those things is to get your Reiki attunement. So today I just wanted to chat with Kathy about that so we could share our thoughts and experiences and opinions about why we really believe that Reiki ought to be taught in person. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. Now, having taught quite a few Reiki classes now, um, first of all, I find Reiki is something I believe should be taught in a smaller group. I think Reiki is very personal. Um, it can really bring up some issues for some people. Um, I think it's so much nicer to have a smaller group um, you get very supportive of each other instead of being in maybe a big gymnasium with a group of 50 with someone on top. Um, I am a very hands-on, um, Reiki master in that I believe in doing Reiki with my students. I want to know what they're seeing, where they're having trouble, and I want to be able to work it out together with them so that next time, maybe they'll know what to look for. So for me, I just can't imagine teaching a Reiki class any other way and being able to really say, okay, the people that have now taken this class are going to be able to go out there and do a really fantastic job. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was teaching, I just, I couldn't see how it was possible to do the practical bit, not in person, because there was just so many questions that came up. Like, what exactly am I feeling here? To be able to do that in a long distance way, like possible, but not to the same degree that you would need as a new student. And I know when I first learned from you, having that small group and having the amount of practice sessions that we did was instrumental. I would not be where I I am right now if we didn't have those. So absolutely, the small groups are super important. Yeah. Now, um, just to clarify for some people, when you hear us also talking about long distance Reiki or doing Reiki, um, you know, when the person is not there, that is actual, an actual type of Reiki that you can do. What we are talking about right now is actually learning Reiki. So we are talking about two separate things here. Once you've learned your Reiki, and you're confident and comfortable and have learned the symbols and have been attuned, then long distance Reiki is definitely something that you might want to pursue in the future. But what we are talking about now is the very beginning stages Mm -hmm. of learning Reiki. 
just to yeah. fall. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, long distance Reiki is not a beginner skill. (laughs) It took a little while for me to get used to the idea of doing Reiki on somebody that was not there. Because exactly, depending Um, on how much experience you have in the energetic space before you start, which I had zero, (laughs) it, yeah, the learning curve is steep, but worth it. But it's just like, you just need someone there to guide you through that process. Right. And so I have lot have had lots of people come to me that have taken lots of different Reiki courses um, through many, like some is through um, their like through spas or um, different yoga studios. Also, there's lots and lots of places that offer it. Um, I guess what I found for a lot of people, what they were missing is sort of um, when we went over what they learned and sort of the order they learned it is sometimes with these, and I'm certainly not saying all, but there is a lot that have beautiful booklets. Oh my gosh, these booklets are amazing. But when it came to the actual practical part and practicing and making sure that the person was able to feel something or even the attunement, um, it really wasn't um, maybe done in the most productive way it could have been. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think I really believe when you have a small group, you're very supportive, you're exchanging ideas, you're exchanging good questions. There is some, um, a lot of just basic knowledge you wanna learn as you're learning Reiki and in your levels one and two especially. And you're learning all about energy and what it is and where it's going and how to feel it and then how to protect yourself and all of these things. So you're get you pack a lot in a very short time. And I think if you are in a small group, um, the group ends up getting quite close. And especially by the end, when you keep practicing on each other, um, you've gotten to know each other's energies each other sort of you know maybe where their chakras aren't the strongest or where their chakras are very strong so um you really get to know each other on uh not only a physical way but also a bit of a spiritual way Mm -hmm. absolutely and it starts that whole discussion of sharing things that you see and feel and experience while doing Reiki and getting used to voicing those things that may sound a little bit out there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Energy can take so many forms and we all see things differently. And especially as you get into more advanced Reiki, where you're seeing different blocks or maybe you're seeing attachments onto people and, Um, A lot of the times when you're talking about attachments, they want to present themselves as something that you don't want to go into. So if you're scared of spiders, they would love to look like a big spider on someone. So you're just not going to touch them. And so as you get more practice with your Reiki and as you advance in your Reiki, you certainly start to see, um, 
a lot of different things. And it is really, as crazy as it sounds, it is really good to hear other people, what they're saying and seeing and feeling. Um, it does make you feel a little less crazy, but also it gives you ideas how things might be presented in a different way. And it's maybe when then you see something like that, you're there. Oh yeah. I remember in that Reiki class that we did something like this. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So my last thought that we should talk about is how do you know if an attunement that you've been given was effective? So yeah, that's a good question. Um, so for those people out there that don't know what an attunement is, is at each level, um, what you are doing is with Reiki, there's these special symbols that mean different things that you actually want to put into the people's chakra and get them actually into their energy. And it just boosts their ability to do Reiki. And um, to me, this is a very personal experience. So for some people, they might feel, some people might visualize it, like things tumbling down in the center of their body. Some people actually um, might get very emotional, very, you know, sometimes there's tears. Um, Mm -hmm. And other people, um, maybe nothing. It is it's a very personal thing, but it's, um, most people on average feel something or when they, even if they don't feel something during the attunement, when they start doing Reiki after that, it is a little different than when they were doing before. And they will notice that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how about you, Heather, when you got attuned? remember? (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah. Every time I almost passed out, it was like this huge anvil was sitting on top of my head, just pushing down on me. It just felt like this heavy, heavy weight. Then as soon as the two minute was done, it was like feathers. Just like, (laughs) yeah. And two of my spirit guides are birds. So feathers are something which like even uh, Reiki itself feels like feathers or touching my hands. So it makes sense for me that feathers would be involved, but yeah, definitely a lot of weight for my husband when he was getting his level one, two, and three attunements. Every time he just felt so hot, it just really heated up every single one of his chakra energy centers, his main seven in body chakras anyway. So that's how he felt it. Um, someone that I did an attunement for, she said it felt like water rushing over her, um, somebody else felt like colors and like sparkles in the different places as I was going through their chakras. So it just, yeah, like Kathy said, it's so in- individualized, but mm-hmm. yeah, very you can personal. always tell after that something has shifted, especially when you go from level one to level two or level two to level three or level three to master, it feels much different the next time you do Reiki. And what an attunement is, is you're actually opening up the person's energy, you're putting these symbols in, and then you're closing the person's energy. So it is a very personal 
thing. And you are, you really want to make sure that you do have someone who knows what they're doing because they are mucking in your energy. And you want to make sure that they're, you know, putting everything and doing everything in the right order and in the right way, and then closing everything up properly afterwards. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, yeah, there are a lot of steps to an attunement. There is. <laughs> And a lot of breath holding on the side of the attuner. (laughs) Gotta be really good at holding your breath. (laughs) So, yeah. Sounds good. So do you have any advice for somebody that would be looking to maybe start learning Reiki? Um, yeah, I would do a little bit of research into who's teaching it. If you can actually get a personal, like someone who has actually maybe taken that class or to give you some insight on it as to whether that would be something that you think you would enjoy or a person that you think would like, you would like teaching you. I think that might be something to look into. Um, Again, like we were talking about, we do kind of question the online things a little bit. Um, And also a very large group, because I do know that some of the colleges do offer this. Um, And um, I personally, I can't speak from personal experience. I have never been through a large group um, Reiki session or having Reiki taught that way. But, um, you know, I know from myself learning Reiki and again, teaching it that you know, for some people, a smaller group is definitely the way to go. Mm -hmm. And so my, my two thoughts, the first is to be gentle with yourself as you go, because no matter how small the group is, there's going to be somebody that's learning it faster than you did. So (laughs) just slow down and only work on you only compare yourself to where you were the last time you tried notice the changes that are happening with you and your ability to see and feel and all those things, because that's where the growth will really come when you stop comparing yourself to other people around you that are doing Reiki. And then the last piece is that in my opinion, the whole lineage thing of the Reiki lineage linking back to the initial roots back in Japan doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. So, like, if you're looking for somebody, like, and you're asking, you know, how many steps away are they from one of the original Reiki masters? I think you're asking the wrong question. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that there's a lot of amazing qualified Reiki instructors out there. Um, of course, the history, where it came from, is good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times you will be asked, what is Reiki? Where did it come from? And at least you'll be able to answer that question. Um, but now, it, now there's a lot of people that have embraced Reiki that are amazing instructors. And um, yes, help, <laughs> you know, what institution they came from. You do remember that Reiki it is very, very difficult because it's um, not sort of governized. 
in a way that a lot of other things are. You don't have to do a test to um, become a Reiki instructor, um, which is almost too bad because mm -hmm. some people out there um, are maybe not as qualified as other people. And um, for some people, it's a very nice additive to their institution, but they're not maybe um, very fussy about who's teaching it. So um, yeah, look around and you know, if you're not getting Reiki from, if you're not happy, if it doesn't feel right, then don't go with it or try to find maybe another person Feel them out, get Reiki from them first and talk mm -hmm. to them. See if you guys are on the same wavelength. And if you're not, that is not who you want teaching you Reiki. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast. We are so grateful that you're here sharing this space with us. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I invite you to first hit subscribe or follow on the podcast player app that you're listening right now so you'll never miss an episode or an after dark episode and please take a screenshot right now of you listening to this episode on your phone and share it to your facebook or instagram stories so you can help us help more people thank you so much again for being here and we'll see you next time